Hello and welcome to Solo Travel with Darren. This is episode number 62, I believe it is. And today I wanted to talk about a book that I recently read called Take More Vacations by Scott Keys. I'll leave a link in, a link in the description um, below. But anyways, um, I wanted to talk to you about this book because... It's a book about how to get affordable flights traveling overseas. And as you know, um, I've been traveling overseas for probably the last five years, well, really 15 years, but a lot in the last five years. And um, I've done some of these things in the book that, I, you know, I didn't even know about. That's the right thing to do, but they were just kind of like, you know, intuitive or logical. Um, but this book really is um, really good that it lays out kind of how you can get good flights and all that so and it's it's recent too i think it was, uh came out like within the last year um maybe two years maybe but anyways um so let me just get into it so in the book he talks about um the best time to get a flight to europe from the u.s is between two months and eight months out um that's pretty intuitive i guess um, what he does note that unlike hotels on flights, they don't get better the closer it gets to departure to the departure day. In fact, they get much worse as you know, like last minute tickets are much higher than they are if you book way in advance. Where it's the opposite when you book hotel rooms. Um, hotels usually get cheaper um, on the last days or, or whatever, so so that they don't have empty rooms. But anyways, um, so that's the first thing that uh, I'll point out is that the the best time to book is two to eight months out. The second thing is that he dispels one of the rumors or the myths that I was wrong on. I thought that it did kind of matter when you booked your flight, like what day of the week, what time of day, from what location, things like that. But he said all that's completely wrong. He said none of that matters. Um, when you book or where you book or from what zip code you book um, or from what area, yeah, what zip code you book from and all that stuff. So he said none of that really matters. He said what does matter, though, is on what days you fly. And that's, again, kind of intuitive. Um, basically, if you fly on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Saturday, that if those are the days of your departure, you're going to get good flights, good cheap flights. And um, before I forget, and if, I'll probably repeat this again, but he basically says that a good flight is from basically Arizona or from the U.S. to Europe for under $500 and, most, and maybe under um, $400. That's, a, that's considered a good flight. Most flights to Europe, they can be $1,000, $1,200, $1,500 round trip, depending on some factors. So anyway, just keep that in mind. Um, and then he says also you can do this. And again, it's kind of, he gives out some examples that I think are much more kind of unrealistic in the book. But basically what he says is that if you don't live near a major airport or if there's a flight going overseas from a nearby airport, that's much cheaper. He says you can just get in your car and drive to the nearby airport and take that flight the driving is worth it, or even maybe a short flight is worth it to get over to get a uh, cheaper flight. And what that means for us here in Arizona is that um, LA, LAX is probably the cheapest airport for us to fly out of to go overseas. And so we have to figure out whether or not we want to take a cheap 
um, Southwest flight over to LA and then overseas to save however many thousand, how many hundreds of dollars. Um, I've been looking at that for the last couple months and I haven't really seen anything to make it like really, really worth it. Uh, I was looking to go to Serbia before these kind of lockdowns kind of restarted and all that. But um, when I was looking at that, I was looking at the difference between how much I would save by flying out of LA versus flying out of Phoenix. Um, and it wasn't worth really, you know, the hundred dollars, $120 to get over to LA. So again, I guess technically that could work, especially if you're, you're not in a, uh, close, or if you're not in like a big city like Phoenix is, if you're in a small city, then obviously you have to get to somewhere else to fly out of. Um, so keep that in mind. But anyways, he says, look into that. Um, and then the, but the flip side though, he talks about how if you're flying to Europe, the only really thing you need to do is get across the ocean. And so you need to find, you basically just find the cheapest way to get from Phoenix overseas. So, you know, to Europe. And he says that once you get to Europe, then wherever you want to go there, you can take a train or you can take a short flight because flights and trains in Europe itself are super, super cheap. Um, It's literally like flying in the States here in America. But if you want to fly to say, you know, London to Paris, it's going to be a super short flight, probably be, you know, $25, $30. Or you take the channel, the train that goes under the water, um, you take the train for, you know, $30, whatever. So, or anywhere else in the world, you want to fly to um, Germany, to Croatia, or anything like that. Um, All that's going to be, you know, less than $50 to fly in Europe. It's so cheap to fly within Europe like that. So you're, so the only real expense for you is to get across the ocean, essentially. And he suggests, and I haven't, I, this is true, um, but I haven't really looked at it, you know, to book a flight lately. And that's if the cheapest places to fly to, to Europe are to fly into Paris, to Rome, Italy, to fly into Amsterdam, to fly into Barcelona, Spain, or Madrid, Spain. Essentially, he's saying that's the easiest way to get from the U.S. to Europe. And then once you get to one of those cities, then you can take a flight to your final, the final place that you want to go to. And so, and again, that's kind of intuitive. I think I talked about that in one of my previous episodes when I went to Russia. Um, I flew, the flight from Phoenix to St. Petersburg was going to be like $900, $800, something like that. And so, but there was a flight from here to Tallinn, Estonia, which was like $300 or $400. And so I flew into Tallinn, Estonia, like two days before I wanted to be in St. Petersburg. And then I took a train. I spent a day, a day and a half in Tallinn. And then I took a train from Tallinn to uh, St. Petersburg, Russia. The train was like five hours and it was fantastic. By the way, if you do take trains in Europe, I mentioned this before, check out the website uh, seat61.com. That's seat spelled out S-E-A-T, the number 61.com. Um, that's by far the best online, the best website to book uh, train to book trains. Um, I've used it probably six or seven times and it's worked perfectly. I mean, I've used the advice on the, the, uh, on the website, c61.com for train travel in Europe. Um, so that's it for as far as how to get to Europe, well, how to get to Europe affordably as far as just think about getting across the ocean first. 
Um, and then from there, you can figure out kind of where you want to go. And it'll be much cheaper than trying to fly from here directly to wherever you want to Berlin, Germany, or wherever you want to go directly from Phoenix. He also talks about um, when you, if you do want to fly from the from Phoenix, like a medium-sized airport, to a big airport like LA or New York or something like that or San Francisco, um, he says always check Southwest because it's the best discount airline. And he says there's no baggage fees, which um, will help you keep costs down. Um, unfortunately, now and this is I think this is a new thing, and I'm sure you've noticed it if you've flown any time in the last five years. Um, they charge for your bags. I mean, and some people even charge for carry-on bags, more than one carry-on bag. And so this is a new thing. And especially if you're flying like United, I, I know that they charge for two carry-on bags, um, and a lot of people do. And so if you're looking at flying here in the U.S., check the discount airlines because they usually don't charge for um, carry-on bags. So that's something to think about. And that's also something to think about when you're flying in Europe too. Like I mentioned, um, like I said, once say you fly from Phoenix to Barcelona and then you want to fly from Barcelona to Croatia, um, you got to make sure that that cheap Ryanair flight there, which looks like $19 to you, make sure that they don't charge you you know, $40 for the bag fees or whatever. The, there's going to be additional fees on top of that for the bags. So keep that in mind. Um, and he talks about um, the biggest thing in airlines is that they, they try to make all their money on business travelers because they know the big corporations are paying for their tickets. They basically, it's a loss for airliners, to, for airlines to service um, uh, traveler or vacation travelers. Basically, they lose money on vacation travelers. And so they're trying to make their money on business travelers. And that's why the last minute flights are so expensive because they know that the business um, traveler will pay it and that's it. Whereas like the vacationer, they won't. And the, the planes will go empty. So they, again, they're not worried about planes flying empty because They'll always get those last minute business travelers. And he also says, and so he says, in, in, connected to that, you don't want to be a business traveler when you're booking your ticket. Don't ever check a box saying that you're traveling for business um, or anything like that. Um, and also you want to stay for seven days that, oh, that stays over a Saturday because, again, business travelers usually travel, I guess, Monday through Friday or they don't stay over Saturday, basically. And um, so you want to go seven days so that you're not considered a business traveler and you'll get a, a cheaper ticket. And he was talking about the tickets, how when they open up um, six months before or eight months before your des your, the day you want to fly, he says that the airline releases like groups of tickets in buckets. And so like it'll be a bucket of like 50 tickets for one price. And then one all, once all those 50 tickets are gone, then there's another bucket of, say, you know, 100 tickets that go for another price and so on and so on. And so keep that in mind as far as, you know, why you want to book in advance and why you want to be considered just a vacation traveler. Um, what else did he talk about in the book? He was talking about um, the... He said, book your, he said, book your flight for uh, 21 days before 
Uh, make sure you have them marked in your calendar 21 days before you're ready to go to make sure you book it by then because then the, the prices usually just get um, more expensive from there. Um, he talks about picking your seats. He's like, when some places, some airlines will let you pick your seat when you book. Um, some, if, depending on the class of ticket you take, whether it's economy or premium economy or things like that, um, depending on that level, you can or cannot pick your seat when you book. But even if you're at the worst economy level, like basic economy, um, you can pick your seat 24 hours before the departure. Um, the other ones are like maybe a week before, and then the other ones are the minute whenever you book if you're at that premium status. But um, I usually fly the either the basic economy or the next one up. I think that's the premium economy, something like that. Um, again, my I probably told you this tip before, but at least in the last couple of years with the COVID and, and the flights that are not as packed you just base you just um book a basic ticket you know the cheapest one you po- as possible and don't worry about booking something for like leg room or anything like that because once you get on these planes there's always places that you can get up and move to with empty rows or empty you know seat in between you or there's a lot of space especially now and uh so but again if you know when we get back to normal and the flights are packed then obviously you want to pick your seat before getting on plane because you don't want to be stuck in the middle seat on a 12-hour flight to from, you know, from Phoenix to Turkey or something to Istanbul. So keep that in mind. So anyways, that's the book. Again, I, I got all this information from the book Take More Vacations by Scott Keyes. Um, I hope that helps you. It definitely helped me. confirmed a lot of things that I kind of knew intuitively. But there's a lot of things that I will keep, you know, keep keep in mind when the next time I book a flight um, to go overseas. And so I hope that helps you. If you have any questions, as always, shoot me an email. Um, please, if you would subscribe to my subscribe to this podcast, Solo Travel, Solo Travel with Darren, um, and leave a rating and review if you would. And then also, if you want to see some of the videos and all that of some of the places I've been to, um, check out my YouTube channel, which is Darren's Travel Tips um, on YouTube. And I just crossed maybe, I think it was like 100 subscribers on that. So I'm kind of promoting that right now. Um, 100 subscribers, I know it's not a lot of people, but considering how hard it was to get there, I'm kind of proud of it. I mean, it took me like two years, I guess, to get up there. So anyways, um, and then by the way, I also crossed the... uh, 2,500 mark on this podcast. So thank you, everybody who's downloaded these episodes and listened to my ramblings and all that. Um, I really appreciate it, and I love putting out these podcasts. Um, again, it's, it's hard to come up with topics that are interesting to you, and especially now that we're not really traveling back to normal. So once we do get over this COVID thing and things start getting back to normal, I will be putting out a lot more um, podcasts. So Anyways, thank you for listening, and as always, I will see you next time.